Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is so exciting, as I always say, to be here with you this week, my favorite uh, day of the week, where I get, and my favorite hour of the week, too, to get to spend time with you and, and share my amazing guests with you and talk about the questions that can really, truly change your life. And today is no different. My guest today is um, a friend, is a mentor for a number of years. We first met at a conference, um, Author 101 University, uh, that I spoke at. She's regularly spoken at. And all I can say is when you meet certain people that change your life by just a few words that they say, by their presence, by who they are being in the world. These are people you want to be around, and I hope that you can find people like that in your life. And um, my guest today, Wendy Lipton-Dinner, is one of those in my life, and she can be part of your life as well through this show and through other things that she's doing. She's a world's leading authority on business acceleration through impact and ethical influence, and I love, love, love that part because there's so much that's said about impact. There's so much that's said about influence, but how do you do it ethically? Not only world ethics, but your own personal ethics, making sure that all that you are doing is changing the world in a better place. And you're being authentically you while you are doing that. Today, Wendy is here to talk about building viral influence, what it means, how you can do it. And most of all, how you can be a gold digger, not a gold digger. So please welcome Wendy Lipton-Dibner to the show. Laura, I am so excited to be with you again. It's been too long, my friend. It has certainly been too long. And I know you're going to be here in um, Florida in September, and I'm really yes. looking, looking forward to that. But, you know, what I love about you is how authentic you are and how much it means to you to make to help other people make a difference and make an impact and move people. That's not something that people, I mean, a lot of people say they do it. Why do you think it is that you've had this lasting legacy of this? Uh, well, you know, some might say it's because I am incredibly stubborn uh, <laughs> and I just don't give up. So what happens is I meet people who I know are unique, who make uh, an impact in every day. I mean, Laura, you know, I, I believe that we are all born to make a unique impact and that we do that just through living our lives. But whenever I meet someone, I get so excited about how we can scale their impact in a bigger way. And that excitement has stayed with me for, gosh, through my entire career. Well, and you're now starting your 11th business. So, I mean, we're not talking about a short-term career. This has been a lifelong legacy building to the work that you're doing today. Right, exactly. I, you know, I, I think when you find the love of your life, it stays with you forever. I mean, Hal, my husband Hal, you know well, you know, we've been together forever. And so on the personal side, I found the love of my life. I was very fortunate to meet him 31 years ago. And I found the love of my life in business um, in my early 20s. And while, yes, I have built 10 um, multi-million dollar businesses and I'm launching number 11, at the end of the day, every business, even though it was entirely different than the one before, 
was always about helping people make a greater difference in the world, or what I say, making their impact, you know? Two books that you've written are on my bookshelf, completely dog-eared. The first one that, the only way I can describe it is when you handed it to me at um, one of your events, because you said, you need this book, (laughs) and you just handed me a copy, and I went back to the hotel room, and I read it. It completely changed how I thought about me and that was shatter your speed limits and then your second book focus on impact which takes so many of those ideas on it how do you decide that you're gonna do this as your life's purpose you're you're 10 you've worked with doctors executives entrepreneurs some of the top influencers in the world all based off this idea that we're we are holding ourselves back that we need to learn how to shatter our speed limits. How did you put that concept together? I mean, where did that idea come from? For shattering speed limits? Yeah, the whole idea of, you know, we're holding ourselves back and you can't make an impact without giving yourself permission. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, first of all, understand that, you know, I've had more therapy than God, right? So, in the, in the past of my life, when I knew that there were things that... I could be doing bigger or better or having more fun in my life. The first, the first inkling that I had that we get in our own way was when I was getting in my own way. I mean, I think most of us come into ourselves in terms of figuring out where we're stuck, and then we say, oh, am I the only one? And we go from there. So I've had um, the privilege of working with some extraordinary, extraordinary people all over the globe um, during my own journey of, of learning to be a psychotherapist. Um, and, and, of course, my husband uh, was one of the first uh, people that I met who really had mastered the, the skill and the art of pulling together everything that we are and helping us be more of who we are. And he was probably one of the most important figures in my life, um, personally and professionally, in terms of discovering what are the ways that that people stop themselves from letting themselves have what they truly want. I mean, he, he was the first one that I met who had established his own method of helping people break through barriers that they didn't even know existed. Uh, and he was the one who introduced me to all of these other brilliant mentors who helped me in so many ways to discover what are the missing pieces for people. And, and Shatter Your Speed Limits um, is still, I mean, to this day, one of the favorite books of so many of my clients, and I'm so honored that it's still on your shelf, Laura, I, it, it, because it, it was a labor of love that uh, allowed me to sort of synthesize and bring down in really easy, simple, you know, two-hour fast-reading story kind of way to help people identify for themselves, you know, how are you blocking yourself? Um, it's amazing the number of, of letters and emails I still get today from that book, and it came out, what, six years ago now. Well, what's fascinating is I've been on that self-improvement bandwagon for, I mean, probably since I was born. I always just kept looking to learn and grow, and I had never heard of that whole concept of limiting beliefs until I had read your book. I don't know if it was just the way you presented it or not, but 
to me, when we talk about the work you're doing today of ethical influence, viral impact, and creating it, which I know you're going to share with us some three strategies to build viral influence. You bet. um, It made me realize that I could change it once I understood it. Yes. And I never fully got that before. Sometimes it's the moment in time, and that's what this show is all about, right? It's bringing people to the show, to my listeners, to give them that moment in time of somebody who knows more than they do or knows it in a different way, Mm -hmm. which is so cool about what you're doing. Now, one of the things that um, you said earlier was that you're starting your 11th business. Mm -hmm. You obviously shattered your own speed limits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one of the the coolest things about speed limits, coolest or most awful, depending on where you are in the journey at that moment, but... One of the coolest things about speed limits is that we create our own. Um, and, and, yes, there are things that block us that other people put in our way that we have to work our way around or through or over and under, right? I mean, the barriers come at us through, for our entire lives, but many of them we create ourselves. And when we know that, uh, we have a way better chance of breaking through those than we do of breaking through the things that other people put there. So I love taking charge of the things that we can, and there are so many that we can, right? <laughs> so many ways we, we get in our own way. And so, yes, the, I have shattered a lot of my own speed limits and, and all of the ones that other people have put in our way. Um, we all have them, I think, sometimes is. As professional women, we have unique ones, but there are men who have their own unique professional barriers um, that other people put in their ways. And so I think we have to find, you know, what is it that's keeping us from getting where, from where we are to where we want to go and then just break through the barriers. It, it just adds one more goal to your list, that's all. But for some people, think that thought of adding one more goal to their list, Wendy, can really shut them down. What would be your piece of advice to somebody who, when they heard you say that, completely freaked out over the thought of, one more thing I have to do? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny. When you ask that question, Laura, I think that the first answer that I've got is maybe that's your speed limit right now. You know, maybe the biggest speed limit that needs to get shattered is the sense of overwhelm that you have in your life that the thought of doing anything else is too much. So the question becomes, what is the very first thing that you can do to reduce your overwhelm? And if you can do that, then the very next thing you can do is put yourself first. It's, it's a very strange thing to say, especially a little later when we start talking about ethical influence, and I'm going to tell you to do the opposite. I'm going to tell you to put other people first. Uh, but in this particular situation, if you're getting in your own way, you've got to put yourself first and figure out what is it that's making me stop myself from letting myself have what I want. Okay, say that one more time, because I got goosebumps on it. (laughs) Okay, cool. What is it that is making you stop yourself from letting yourself have what you truly want? How are you stopping yourself? What are you telling yourself 
that's keeping you from moving forward and figure out where that one thing originated. How, how many times have you heard yourself say the same thing in your head over and over and over again? Fine. When was the first time you said it? And, you know, one of the things that, that we go through in Chattier Speed Limits is we talk about finding that very first time that you heard yourself say something that at the time um, solved a problem. It was, it, was, it was a good thing to figure out. Oh, my gosh, that makes total sense. Okay, problem solved. The challenge is when we keep using that solution throughout our lives and we forget that as our lives change, our solutions have to change. So we have to go back and find where it began and does it still fit. And if it doesn't still fit, and if it's in fact now your speed limit, it's time to shatter that and move forward. I love that. And there's a perfect tweet out in there. As our lives change, our solutions need to change. Are you changing your solutions or are you still stuck in the past? The old way? needs to be the new way. What is that for you? We'll be right back with more from Wendy Lifton-Dibner. Before the break, you had this great comment as as our lives change, our solutions need to change. And you teased us with this whole idea from Shatter the Speed Limits about you need to put yourself first. But then you said, in ethical influence, I'm going to tell you not to put yourself first. <laughs> so I think we, we need to talk about that. And, and what exactly is ethical influence and why does it go opposite to what you just told us to do? Right, exactly. You know, I was thinking about it during the break, too, and I realized it does and it doesn't. So, um, all right, so let's define it first, and then I'll come back to your question about who comes first. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right, so we all know that we need influence, right? We need, we need to be able to get people to listen to us and sometimes even to get them to change and do things differently. And of course, in business, influence is what makes a deciding factor of whether we're going to go down, go up, stay flat. Uh, Influence is crucial. So it takes um, the power of influence to get anything done um, in today's world, especially in today's social world. The challenge is that some people don't always use it for good. Um, And so ethical influence takes the power of influence and narrows it down to meet what we really believe is right. Um, If you break ethical influence down, just the phrase, right, ethics are values. They're, They're what we hold sacred. And then influence is our ability to affect what other people think and do. So the question becomes, are you affecting people for good or for bad? Uh, what ethical influence does, and, and there, are, there are a lot of people who use this, this phrase, so I should do a little caveat and say, guys, I don't know that everybody defines it the same way I do, so you're hearing mine. I invite you to research it and find out for yourself. But for me, ethical influence is about making sure that we're always affecting people, right, according to what we hold sacred, what we think is good, and then I take it a step further. What I do is um, I have ethical pillars for my business. I always encourage my clients to create at least three pillars that hold up the foundation of our business that are our ethics. And one of those pillars is about putting what the people you serve want from you ahead 
of what you want to get from them. So for me, the definition of ethical influence is about helping people see that following your advice or your instructions and using your products and services will really help them get what they want. I mean, you know, Laura, um, Zig Ziglar said it right a million years ago, that if we help other people get what they want, we'll get what we want. Uh, the issue for me is, is even bigger than that. It's about designing everything we do according to what other people tell us they want, not what we think they should want. And we go for that. That's such a, a critical phrasing, what we think they should want. I can't tell you how many of my clients, they come to me because they're struggling in their business and they're like, well, but this is my product. And I'm like, okay, but nobody's buying it. Either you have your wrong um, client base that you're looking for or they don't want what you're selling. <laughs> or they don't want how you're selling it. Or they don't, right. So right. how do you shift that? idea, because we always say that shoulda, woulda, couldas are not the way you should run your business. You should actually get data or whatever. But how do you, how do you begin to align all of that inside yourself and your business? Um, yes, God, that's such a great question. So, so let's talk tactical, and then we'll go in reverse. So the tactical way of, of Using ethical influence is to find out what people want, to use research. I mean, you know, in Move People to Action, I spend all of this time on how do you research what people want so that you can turn around and figure out a way to give it to them that's, that fits your own ethical boundaries and your own love of what it is that you want to do, whatever is the impact vehicle you're going to use to get yourself out into the world. At the end of the day, you can do what you want, but let's make sure other people want it before you put it out there. I mean, how many times have you heard me say, sell it first, then create it, right? Right. Um, so, so do the research. Go out there um, and become a stalker <laughs> in a really good way, right? Stalk the Internet. Stalk people and find out what are, what are the conversations that they're having? What are they looking for? What are they missing? And get out there and figure out how your uniqueness, the things that you want to do in the world, can answer those needs. And, and what that does is it takes your opinions about what other people should want completely out of the formula. It's about what do people actually want? What do you actually want to do? Now, how can you take what you want to do and use that for good? Use that in a way that will help other people get what they want. And that's how everybody gets what they want. It's a matter of paying attention, it sounds like. Not only to your internal needs, wants, desires, and conversation, but understanding the other side of it, the people you're serving and saying, I need to, how do we align those two? Is that what I'm yeah. hearing you say? For me, it's all about alignment. It's about, it's about taking um, your ruler and aligning it with someone else's ruler so that you're both walking the line together. Which is not easy for some entrepreneurs to do because they get stuck in their head of, well, but this is what I want to do. And they just keep hitting a wall. How yeah. do you begin so, to shift that? Yeah, so it's, for me, it's, absolutely needs to be what you want to do. There's a, there's a, okay, so I'm drawing a very big, big distinction between 
an impact vehicle, which we'll define in a second, and an opinion about other people. So an impact vehicle is speaking, writing, um, blogging, sharing, sharing stories on podcasts, hosting a radio show. These are impact vehicles, um, things that you can do to get your impact out into the world. And so the first thing for me, right, is always about lifestyle. What is the lifestyle you want to live, and therefore what is the impact vehicle you're going to choose to, um, that will fit for your life. So if you want to spend your whole life in your pajamas and never put on pantyhose or makeup, ladies, um, if you never want to shave ever again, guys, um, then you're going to do a lot of virtual work. You're not going to be out in the world. You're okay, and with that, because I, I don't want these thoughts cut off by the national news, because <laughs> they're just that important. I want everybody to start thinking about what is the lifestyle that you want and then we can start thinking about the impact vehicle when we come back. Wendy Lipton Dibner is going to be talking about viral influence for impact and three strategies. We'll be right back for more of uh, this great conversation with my dear friend and mentor, Wendy Lipton Dibner. Welcome back from the national news. Those of you who are listening to us live on iHeartRadio and WAXE AM FM here in Vero Beach, Florida. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, whatever way you're listening, whenever time period you're listening to it, uh, there was a really quick break because I cut that national news out so you don't have to listen to it. So we're here with Wendy Lipton-Dibner. And Wendy, you were just speaking about, um, before the news break, looking at what is a lifestyle you want and what's the impact vehicle. So many people today want the quick way of doing things. And they want things to go Viral. I mean, we hear about it all the time, that there's a post that goes viral, there's some uh, video that goes viral, and people seem to equate going viral as driving revenue. Does it always do that? And if it doesn't, how can we make sure that going viral is a good thing? Wow, what a great question. Okay, so... so let, let me break it down. Um, does viral influence guarantee income? Yes and no. Uh, it depends on what you're putting out into the world that goes viral. Um, so in my experience, if what you're putting out is something that will make an impact, um, which, of course, I define as the measurable difference that we make in the world, right, that we create in people's lives as the direct result of contact with us, our team, our marketing, our message, our products, our services, our posts. Um, so at the end of the day, if what you're looking to do is make a difference in people's lives, then it's going to go viral. Uh, even the simplest video that, that of, of a baby laughing, is, which is a classic viral example, if it gets you laughing, you have made a measurable difference in, in that person's life, if only for 30 seconds. But the question becomes, if you got them laughing and you got their endorphins pumping, what did they do in the next 30 minutes that is maybe different than what they would have done? And if you've actually shifted them so that they start behaving differently and getting different results as a result of that behavior, you've made a measurable impact in that person's life. They are then going to start looking for what else do you put out there. So viral influence, especially viral ethical influence, happens when people experience your impact 
tell all their friends about it, and then keep coming back for more. And that's the secret to this whole virulosity experience. It sounds like it's not just about putting something out there, but it's putting something out there with a plan for what you want them to do. Yeah, or feel, or be, or get, or have. In other words, putting something out into the world for the sake of I have to post every day is nowhere near as powerful as putting something out in the world with a predetermined intention that says, okay, I'm going to put this out because I want people to feel X. Or I'm going to put this out because I want people to do Y. Or I want people to be something else. Or I want people to get something. Or I want people to have something. In other words, deciding in advance what is the change you're going to bring to that person's life, either in that moment or for the next week or forever, that's what what is the thing that has to happen before you put anything out in the world to go viral. And that's only the beginning of what turns viral influence into viral impact and ultimately into massive wealth. Okay, so viral influence versus viral impact. I want to make sure we're really clear about those definitions for the conversation that's coming. So take us through that. Okay, so... Um, we start with impact. We start with a decision about what is it that we want people to be able to do or be or have or experience. In other words, what is the difference that we want to make in people's lives? It has to start there. So once you've figured out not what you're going to put out into the world, but what you want to happen for people because of what you put out in the world. Then you start taking that intention, right, that decision about what are the changes that you want people to experience, and you infuse that into your marketing. So you say, okay, what can I put out tomorrow that will have the result for people that I want for them? Remember, um, in the previous, you know, 10, 20 minutes ago, we talked about the ethical influence piece isn't about what we want for ourselves, it's what we want for them. So what do we want to make happen for people? That's the question of impact. The next question is, how can I make that happen in a way that it goes viral? And for that, there's three very specific strategies that we can go through. Okay. The first piece is impact, right? Okay, so I want whoever's out there tweeting, because I cannot tweet and do my show at the same time, I want you to tweet this question out. What do I want to happen for people because of what I put out there? Right. That is such a key, key concept. Okay, go ahead, Wendy. What are some, what's one of the first strategies? Okay, so the first strategy is to really listen to the voice of authority. Um, so in the old days, um, advertising was all about the owner of a business or, or the, the deep male voice of authority that would say, you know, ABC dishwashing detergent, right, the secret to a happy life. And <laughs> we would all hear that and we would run and say, oh, my gosh, I want a happy life. I'm going to go buy this detergent. Uh, and over the years, this has shifted because of social media, because of the, uh, over the last 30 years, it started like in 1972 when CEOs started to be the voice of authority for their companies, and little by little, 
by the 90s, it was huge. The CEOs were out there. They were putting themselves into the world. They were on TV shows. They were on radio shows telling everybody how amazing their products and services were and how much they, we could believe in their companies. And the whole Enron fiasco said, all right, all CEOs are now the voice of authority and we all need to listen to them. Um, but that shifted with social. So what social did was it gave consumers a voice to be heard, to talk about what we want and what we don't want and especially what we don't want. Um, and the sellers had no choice but to listen to us. So there was a shift. Instead of us listening to the sellers, now the sellers have to listen to us. Because of that, when you're in business and you are the seller, you have to shift your focus. It's not about what you want to tell us. It's about what we want you to know. And so if you heed the voice of authority, if you listen to the consumers, to the shoppers, then what they will tell you is the impact they're looking for. What is the experience? What is the result they want? And then you get to show them how you're the right choice to bring them that difference. Okay, so that's the first strategy. What's the second one? second one is to then focus everything you do on making a measurable impact. Um, when I put Focus on Impact, the book, into the world, the, the concept of that was to give you the 10 pieces, the 10 steps to make that happen. But the bottom line on that is to determine your own impact strategy, your own impact map. What are the things that you will put out in what order to ultimately create a measurable impact for the people that you want to serve. So when you've listened to them and they've told you what they want, then the question is, how will you give that to them? In what vehicles, right, speaking, writing, blah, 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 in what vehicles and then also in what sequence so that they will comfortably, easily have the experience they told you they want. So first listen to the voice of authority. Second, listen to yourself in terms of what do you need to put out there to make that happen through effective impact strategy. So many entrepreneurs have trouble with that whole sequencing concept. All of them. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I will go with that global thing. Yes, all of them have trouble with the sequencing. And, and I know that Focus on Impact really helps put that sequencing together. But before we go into our last commercial break, what is one strategy or a tactic somebody could use to help them sequence? Reverse engineer what you want to make happen. So if I, if I want us to go to a commercial break on time, then I have to ask myself, working backwards, if we have to go to a break in 60 seconds, what's the last thing I'm going to tell you before the break? What's the thing I'm going to tell you before that and before that and before that? Just reverse engineer it. Perfect. And that is the perfect way to go in to our last <laughs> our last commercial break before uh, the end of the show. We are here with Wendy Lipton-Dibner. And, Wendy, when we come back, I know you have an amazing uh, free gift just for my listeners. And we'll be sharing that with you in just a moment. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. 
I don't want to leave people hanging, Wendy. So what is the third strategy for building <laughs> viral influence? Sometimes I get so wrapped up in my show and my guests, I, I leave them hanging, and I don't want to do that this time. Not a problem. So heed the voice of authority is number one. Focus on impact is number two. Number three is move people to action. It's not enough to think that people will automatically want what you have. You have to ethically move them to, to get this raging fire in their hearts and in their minds. You want every single person you reach to ask you, what do you sell? Where can I buy it? How can I get it? You don't want to be selling them. You want them to be asking you for what you want. That's what moving people to action is all about, exciting them to want more. In a way that aligns with your own internal value system and the person you're trying to influence, right? Yeah, so at the core of everything I'm telling you, it has to be ethical influence. It has to be... When you listen to the voice of authority, when you're listening to them tell you, here's what I want, great, then here's how you get it, and I'm going to teach you what I can, I'm going to give you everything I can so that you can get what you want, and if it's not enough, I'm here for you for more, and then they say, good, I want more, where can I get it, and you give it to them. That's, that's what ethical influence selling is all about. But what I hear is... Not only do you have to do all those things, those three strategies that we talked about, you also need to be prepared for that next step. I I know for myself over the last uh, couple of years as I've been dealing with the divorce and caregiving for mom and, and recently realizing that I was having some depression issues due to, I will say it, menopause, everybody. You guys there, sorry you heard me say it. But I felt that I couldn't, do things because I didn't have the energy to do the next thing. So I could put something out there, but then I couldn't follow through on the next step. And that was my own speed limit that I was setting, some of it due to legitimate physical things. How do you help somebody know what they need, those extra steps, and that it's okay if you don't put it out tomorrow? Is it okay if you don't put it out tomorrow? What if you put it out a month from now or six months from now? Okay. So what you're asking is making it sound a little overwhelming. Right. So it doesn't have to be. Okay. Um, What makes something overwhelming is when you have not any clue about where you're going and you think you should. It's really okay not to know where you're going. In today's world, if you decide in advance everywhere you're going, you're going to be big disappointed because at the end of the day if you're heeding the voice of authority you don't have to decide they will tell you what they want next and then you will find a way to give it to them in whatever way that you can remember it's about choosing your impact vehicle it's about choosing what's best for you and if you're experiencing physical or emotional challenges that keep you from feeling ready and able to jump every time somebody tells you that they want something, choose the impact vehicles that make it right for your lifestyle, for your health, for your situation, and that way you never get into overwhelm. I, I love that. You know, we started out the show talking about the shatter your speed limits and overwhelm, and then we moved into ethical influence, but 
we had that conversation, right, where you have to put yourself first. And then the ethical influence part said you have to put who you want to serve ahead. But the key part, what I hear you say and reinforcing, Wendy, is it is about you. You need to understand what you want and who you want to impact and then go listen and see if they want mm-hmm. what they really want. See what they want and, it, and then figure out, according to your lifestyle, how you're willing to serve people. I love that. I love that. Now, you have, your, you have so many amazing videos that people can watch and listen to, and you're not one of those people that attacks and tries to sell, which is what I love. You want to serve. And you said you have a special offer for my listeners, a free gift to help them with this whole concept of ethical influence and viral influence. I do, I do, yeah. So, so the the viral influence for impact is such an important topic that I've actually created a webinar, and that's available at viral um, influence for impact dot com. That's viral influence for impact dot com. At the end of the webinar, I talk about my next Move People to Action live event, which comes up September 14 to 17 in your backyard in Orlando, Florida. Um, And I give away free tuition on that webinar. So even if you don't really want to watch the webinar, you can fast forward and get that information. But I strongly recommend that you watch the webinar because it will go way more into detail about the three strategies and help you understand exactly how to think about this whole thing so that you can get your message out in the world and make the impact that you were born to make without creating overwhelm and just loving your life all along the way. And I warn everybody in advance, Wendy poses a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I love about her because you know I'm all about the questions. Right. Exactly, exactly. And I'm really hoping that you guys will watch the webinar soon. I'm actually going to take it down in a few weeks because it's um, it's leading up to the offer of a live event with a free ticket, which I can't leave up much longer because we're going to sell out and I need to open up those seats. And so if this is something that interests you, please watch it. The question that I would leave you with more than anything else is what is the impact that you want to bring the world? Because when you know what that is, everything shifts for you. How do you want to change the world, you yourself, in your lifetime? What's the dent you want to make? And it's not about speaking or or writing. It's about just because you were here, you made the world a better place. And what would you like to do to make that happen? You posed at a a recent event and... um I'm not going to be able to be there for the entire New People to Action event coming up in September because it's my mom's 88th birthday. But I'm going to I'm going to swing by. So if anybody in the area is going, please let me know and we can meet up. I'd love to meet a number of my listeners who I've never met in person because we're just on the air or on social. So if you're going to be there, please let me know. And you can Laura at laurasteward.com. And I'd love to know that you're going to be there. But Wendy, at one of the events, you asked me this question that's still to this day vibrates through my being and the question was are you living the life you want or the life you've got right and everything that we just talked about today reinforces that whole idea 
And it's not just about the personal life, but it's about our business lives, too. Mm-hmm. Are we allowing, are we doing the life that we want for the people that we want to impact? And how are we doing that? And I yep. love that you shared that today. You bet. It's crucial. The, the whole concept of, of life being too short, which is what Shatter Your Speed Limits is all about, it's about making sure that we recognize and value every minute that we're on this planet is such a gift. And if it doesn't mean we have to be busy every minute. But I do invite us to choose what we're doing every minute because at the end of the day, the minutes are all we've got. And you never know when that last minute is going to be gone. And it, well, exactly. You know, so, so for years I, I spent my life terrified of that thought because I'd watched my mom pass away at 59 years of age, right? So for me, um, it was just a horror show of watching people not make their impact and, and being sad and angry at themselves. No, if you're living the life that you want to be living, go for it. And understand that it has influence. <laughs> that it has what? That it has influence. You know, that, yes. that you living your life influences those around you. Absolutely. All right, so absolutely. last thought you want to share with the audience? Yeah, absolutely. The last thought is that I believe more than anything that you were born to make a unique impact in people's lives. So I want you to wake up every single morning, get out there, make your impact, whatever that is, because life is far too short to settle for less than you truly want in your business or your life. Well, Wendy, thanks so much for having such an impact on my life. Laura, thank you for bringing me into your world yet again. I can't wait to see you in September, and I love you deeply. And I love you, too. And please give hugs to Hal and Parfait, the dog wonder. (laughs) I certainly will. Thank you so much. All right, and everybody... um, I'm going to be posting this up on to my website so you can listen over and over again. Viralinfluenceforimpact.com is the place you should go to find out more about Wendy Lipton Dibner. And I promise you, you will get such massive value out of it. Remember, everybody, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at it's all about the and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today